Big Rick Podcast. The best of the biggest interviews from Big Rick in the Morning on iHeartRadio, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are heard. See more info now at onairwithrick.com. On the Goober 95.1 hotline, we've got Richard Sturban. Big honor, by the way, a member of the Oak Ridge Boys right here gracing our phone line right now. How are you, sir? Rick, I am doing fine. It's certainly a pleasure for me to be able to talk with you and a special pleasure yeah. to ever talk with all, to all of your listeners out there, certainly. Well, we appreciate you having on. Now, you are a bassist, and I'll tell you right now, just by hearing you, you definitely have the pipes for it. Well, thank you very much. You know, I, I jokingly, you know, people quite often comment on my voice, and, and, and jokingly I tell people that, you know, if it, if it wasn't for this voice, I would have to get a real job. I would have to work for a living. <laughs> yeah, I tell people uh, if 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 I didn't get lucky and they let an idiot like me on the radio, I'd be a, probably a people greeter at Walmart right now. That'd probably be the only comparable <laughs> job. <laughs> well, hey, uh, I was looking over some of your press material, and and I'm really enjoying reading this um, Elvis to Elvira book that you've got. And, and it kind of just basically breaks down your path to stardom with the Oak Ridge Boys. But you have been a part of some pretty big moments in, in not only just country music history, but music history in general. What, why don't you just walk us through some of the well, moments in this book? Well, you know, it, it's, it's kind of an interesting part of my life. For, for about two years, just prior to joining the Oak Ridge Boys, uh, and I joined the Oak Ridge Boys in 1972, so we're talking about 70, 71, right in there. You know, uh, I, I sang in a group called J.D. Sumner and the Stamps Quartet. And uh, for about a year and a half of that time, uh, it wasn't a very long time, but it was about a year and a half, I was able to sing with, the, with, with Elvis, the king of rock and roll, you know. Uh, and it was, it was a very special time, Holy you know, back cow. then. Back then, Elvis was uh, the biggest star in the world. I have to say no question about it. And his tour was the biggest tour in the music business. And to be a part of it was very, very exciting. I, you know, I have some fond memories of, of the times I spent with Elvis. You know, and I, I got to know him just a little bit. And like I say, it, it was a very special time in my life. And you know, now a lot of time has passed since that those days. And I look back on that, I'm, I'm very glad that I was able to experience it, you know, because it was a very special and a very exciting time in my life, to say the least. Yeah, and, and you know, back back then, uh, you know, rock and roll and country were very intertwined. So you even got to witness showmanship of legends like Sammy Davis Jr. and Roy Clark. Talk about that a little bit. And Glenn Campbell, too. Well, you, you no, know, you're absolutely right about that. It was, it was very closely entwined, and, you know, Especially because of, of the work of our of our manager Jim Halsey. Jim Halsey got us booked in places that were very very unusual, and we did get a chance to work, you know, with with Sammy Davis Jr. You know, and and of course then uh, you know, uh, uh, Roy Clark became a very very good friend of the Oak Ridge Boys. He he took he helped us out back in our early struggling days, and you know we were, we were so sad this past year, you know, when he passed. You know, it, it, it was a very sad day for us because he was a very, very dear friend and, and, and very instrumental in our early days, you know, to say the least. Tell me a little bit about Sammy Davis Jr. What, what was it like to work with him? What, what is your favorite memory of him? 
Well, I, I do have one memory that, that really stands out in my mind. We were doing the jury lead, jury lead telethon on Labor Day. And, and uh, I remember standing backstage, uh, the four of us getting ready to go on. And, and Sammy Davis Jr. was on just before us. And he was standing there. And you could tell he was not feeling good that day. He, he, was, he was walking with a cane, you know, and, and he was really, really struggling, you know. And you could tell he was in, in pain. But he was so nice to us. And when they called his name, he put that cane down and he went out there. And you knew he was in pain, but he danced like you would not believe. Huh. You know, the, when, when the red light came on, he was out there, uh, no, no holes barred. So it was very, very impressive to see it be you know, one minute talking to a gentleman that you knew was hurting and was in pain. And he went out there and he danced and you could not tell it. He, yeah. was, he was that kind of a guy. He was very, very special. I remember when I was at in Boise, Idaho, a couple of years ago. I remember being on the air when the news broke that uh, Glenn Campbell had passed away, and and I can't believe it's just been a couple of years since he's been gone. But he was really the first crossover artist, and I and I would like to believe that you guys were maybe the first real crossover group from country too. Uh, to talk about working with Glenn Campbell a little bit and how how your history kind of intertwines with his. Well, it, it, it does come intertwined. We have over, you know, over the course of the years, we got to know Glenn very well. We would hang out. I remember one time in, 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 in Lake Tahoe, uh, hanging out at a house he had there. You know, all afternoon we sat there and just talked about music. We, uh, you know, we sat at the piano. He played song, some of the great songs he's written. We could sing along with him and harmonize. And we, we, we just had a big, big, big time, you know, and, and uh, on several occasions, you know, once again, because of our, our manager, Jim Halsey, we got booked with some of these people, and I had a chance to work with them and get to know them. And Glenn, Glenn Campbell was certainly a very, very special guy. Uh, I, I do remember one time we were doing a TV show, huh. Christmas special, and, and, I remember, uh, and, and, and there were several uh, country artists on the show. And, and and they were putting uh, the uh, the director was trying to put together a medley of Christmas songs for each each artist that maybe take a, a verse of a particular song. Mm-hmm. And I remember he he was going down the list asking different artists, you know, what key that he would like for the song to be in, to, so that it would be in a good key for them to sing. And when he asked Glenn Campbell, Glenn Campbell said, "Any key, it does not make a difference." <laughs> and <laughs> and that. And he he was right about that. He yeah. could sing in any key. You know, he was he was he was such a talented man. So I kind of have a personal question for you. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is, for me, this is a personal question. I remember sitting in a garage with my dad as a kid, working on projects or working on the car. And you know, he had the eight track player out there, and you guys were on his playlist. We always heard the Oak Ridge Boys. In our garage, my favorite song of yours, as the group is concerned, is I Guess It Never Hurts to Hurt Sometimes. Can you tell me the story of this song, how it came to be, and uh, and, and maybe a good memory you have with it as well? Well, you know, uh, I, I do remember the song was written by uh, a great songwriter, Randy Van Warmer, you know, wrote the song. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, uh, you know, he... Uh, People may remember him. He had a hit on his own called Just When I Needed You Most. You know, it, it was a big pop record as well. And and he's he, he wrote several songs. We we have recorded several songs, you know, by Randy Van Morner. But I do remember that particular song because uh, it, 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 was, it, was it was a very meaningful song. 
to me personally. Uh, I remember talking with Randy. He was talking to all of us one day, and he was saying, you know, when you listen to the, to the words of that song, it sounds like he wrote that song about a, about a girl, about a woman, a lost love affair. But he actually wrote the song about his father. His, uh, his father passed away very unexpectedly. And, you know, he had never got a chance to really say goodbye to his father. And that's what the song is all about. And for those of us you know, have, that have lost parents and lost fathers, this song really became very meaningful, you know. And, and quite often, you know, uh, when, when we do that song on stage, I think of yeah. my father. You know, it, it was a very similar situation. So, uh, yeah, it, 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 you know, it is a very special and a very meaningful song. Yeah. Well, that, that song really touches me and still does to this day because I, I remember I discovered that song right around the time my grandmother passed away from cancer, and it was somewhat unexpected. Like, she was very healthy, and it just, you know, when we got the diagnosis, or she did, I mean, she went very quick. Um, and uh, so so that song's very dear to me. I, I love, love that tune. I hope I get to see you perform it someday. Uh, when you come through Bowling Green. By the way, you got a show here coming up. You uh, you want to give us the deets on that really quick? Well, yeah, we're, we're coming in, in just a few weeks. We are coming your way. And I'll be honest with you, we're very excited about coming because it's almost going to be like singing at home yeah. for the Oak Ridge Boys. You know, we are, what, less than an hour away where we all live, you know. So uh, so it's going to be like, there's going to be a lot of friends, a lot of family you know, people there, it's going to be like a homecoming for us. Yeah. So, we're, so we're excited about that. I, I, I'm trying to think if I have a skate. I know it's just coming up here in a few weeks. You're going to be at Sky uh, Pack. I know that. Uh, great venue, by the way. Terrific place to do a show like yours. Uh, with and, I, and, you know, and I think, I'm looking here, I think it's the 18th. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's October the 18th, which is a, uh, which was what, a, uh, is that a Friday night? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it is a Friday night, yeah. October the 8th. Yeah, so, you got so we're coming and we're looking forward to it. And, you know, I can speak for all the Oak Ridge boys, and I can tell you we're excited about coming there. You know, we plan to have a great time that night. We're yeah. going to do our best to make it a great night. You're going to hear a lot of the songs that you expect to hear. You're going to hear Elvira, of course. You can count on that. You're going to hear me do giddy up, um, papa, um, papa, mau, mau. That, <laughs> that is that is the law, you know. Yeah. And and uh, and, and, and you know, probably one of our most requested songs ever. Thank God for kids, written by our good friend Eddie Raven. You know, yeah. uh, that will be on the show. Y'all come back, saloon, our first hit ever. We will do a lot of the hit songs that you expect to hear from the Oak Ridge Boys. But we're also excited about some of the recent projects that we've been working on. We've been working with a great young producer here in Nashville, Dave Cobb. You know, and, and if you know anything about the music scene here in Nashville, you know, right now, Dave Cobb, yeah. very hot. He, he's very much in demand. And he, he produced our latest project, you know, 17th Avenue Revival. And it contains some very special music, music that's very meaningful, music that's actually touching a lot of people's hearts and a lot of people's lives. So along with all of the hits, we're going to include some of this new music from 17th Avenue Revival because it's special music. Yeah. You know, the album turned out so well, it's kind of a cross between old-time rockabilly and old time, uh, you know, old time blues and, and gospel, you know, yeah. and, and, and Dave Cobb is a master. He's a genius at taking the old 
and marrying it with the new, you know, and, and, it, and he comes up with some amazing results. And he did that, just that with the Oak Ridge Boys. And so we will, do, we will do some of that music. We're patriotic guys as well, as you probably know. Mm-hmm. And we're going to honor, we'll take a few minutes and honor our country and our troops, you know. And, 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 and just in general, it's going to be a good night of good country music and good family entertainment. Yeah. You know, that, that's, really, that's really what the Oak Ridge Boys are all about. So, so we're looking forward to coming your way. And I personally, you know, I'm looking forward to coming at Bowling Green because I had two daughters and one still attending Western Kentucky. Oh. She's a hill. She's, She's up a on the hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, let's exactly. let's talk about the the video that's out right now because you're talking about 17th Avenue Revival. Brand new star is is a song on that album, right? And well, it's, it's got a video. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, once again, like we were talking just a few minutes ago, you know, about uh, you know Randy Van Warmer's song. You know, uh, uh, yeah, I guess never hurts to her sometimes. Brand New Star is, is, is once again, is, is very similar in a lot of ways in that it talks about people dying. You know, yeah. it, it is it is the probably the, the happiest sounding song that I think any of us have ever heard about someone dying. But it's a great way of putting it. You know, there is a brand new star up in heaven tonight, you know, and, and so, uh, those of us that, you know, that believe in Jesus, you know, we believe that, you know, that there is, when, when, when a loved one of ours passes away, that loved one is then a brand new star up in heaven. And, Aww. you know, that's what the, that's what this song talks about. And it's giving a comfort to a lot of people. It really has, you know, who are going through difficult times in their lives. So it is a very special song. Okay. I, I, I can't wait to, to, to maybe see you perform it here in Bowling Green. Hey, uh, real qu- uh, really quick, i got to get to this because we're running out of time. Um, but uh, I want to talk about this really cool moment you had back in December uh, honoring uh, the late George H.W. Bush. You, you made a promise to sing Amazing Grace at his funeral. How, how, how cool was that? What, what was running through, through your mind when you were doing that? Well, you know, well, first of all, it's an ama- it's an amazing uh, story. You know, there's a great story about that involves President Bush, and I'll try to keep it as short as possible. You know, we first met President Bush when he was the vice president mm. it, it, back in 1983. President Reagan at the time invited the Oak Ridge Boys to sing at the congressional barbecue on the lawn of the White House. And I remember that day; we were there in the afternoon doing a sound check, you know, on the stage that they had set up there on the lawn of the White House. And this tall gentleman came walking across the White House lawn towards the stage. He came up on the stage. He introduced himself as Vice President George Bush. And, and of course, he did not have to do that. We recognized him immediately. <laughs> but he proceeded, to tell, he proceeded to tell us that he could not be at the show that night. He had to fly on some you know, vice presidential business somewhere. But he said, I am a big fan. Would you guys be willing to do a couple of songs for me right here, right now? We said, sure, Mr. Vice President. What would you like to hear? And that's when we realized he was telling us the truth. He was a big fan. He started naming album cuts, what we call today deep cuts, songs that were not necessarily hits, you know, right. So we, we were aware that he was very familiar with our music. And so we gave him a little mini concert right there on the spot that afternoon. That day in 1983, we established a friendship with him that lasted until he passed his past December. 
we got to know him and his lovely wife, Barbara Bush. They were such wonderful people. And we have so many fond members. You know, we sang for, for him while he was in the White House. After he left the White House, many times we sang for him. We would go to Kennebunkport, Maine, every, almost every summer, the four of us and our four wives, and we would hang out with George and Barbara, you know. And we just would give him private concerts, right, right in his living room, you know. And, of course, he would always invite the neighbors over, you know. It was a very special, very informal kind of time. But there was one thing in common. Every time we sang for President Bush, he always requested his favorite song, and that was Amazing Grace. And, you know, uh, before he before he, he, he died, he asked us if we would do, you sing Amazing Grace at his funeral. And we promised him. We said, President Bush, you can count on us. Regardless of wherever we are, we will be there. We had no idea, however, we were going, we were going to be in the middle of our Christmas tour that we do every year. And, and, and we were in a place called Spokane, Washington. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And I've we been had, to we did our we, yeah. <laughs> we did our Christmas show. We did our Christmas show, which was about a two and a half hour show. We then went directly to the airport, got on a private plane that was donated to us by a very dear friend who we will be forever indebted to. You know, we flew all night. We got to Houston just enough time to go to the hotel and freshen up. We went to the church. We were honored there to meet George W. Bush and, and Jeb Bush. You know, the president's sons and other members of the Bush family, they all thanked us for doing it, you know, for their father. We then sang Amazing Grace at the funeral one final time for President Bush here on this earth. And and uh, we then, after the funeral, went back to the uh, to the airport, got on a private jet again and flew back to Kennewick, Washington, where we did another Christmas show that night. We did uh, over uh, about a 24 hour period. We, we had no sleep, you know, and we're not kids any longer, you know, as you know. But, yeah. but somehow we were able to pull, I think the good Lord above gave us strength to be able to pull that off. And, and you know, in the process, we did not miss a show. But more importantly, we were able to keep our promise to President Bush. You know, he always taught us to do the right thing. And we knew that was the right thing to do. And it was, what a tremendous honor. You yeah. know, it, uh, the, 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 funeral, the funeral was seen on TV around the world, you know, and, and, and very few days passed, even though it's been, uh, you know, quite a while now, very few days passed when people don't come up to us and comment, you know, uh, how wonderful they thought, you know, Amazing Grace was at the president's funeral. We have, we have a new album coming out here in October, a new Christmas album. The Oak Ridge Boys' Down Home Christmas, even though yeah. Amazing Grace is not a Christmas song, it will be on our Christmas album because, you know, our record label felt it was such an important song for us to include. And so uh, so it, it will be available, you know, uh, October the 26th or 25th, I think is when it comes out, you know, yeah. uh, the Oak Ridge Boys' Down Home Christmas. And you're also working with Dave Cobb on that as well, right? What is that now? Uh, the Down Home Christmas is also being produced by Dave Cobb. Uh, the, the also album. produced by Dave Cobb. Yeah. You know? and I, you know, I could I could talk for hours about how great it is, you know, to work with Dave Cobb. He, yeah. he's such a special guy. You know, like I say, he, he's a master of taking old, you know, taking old, old kind of old retro kind of sounds and modern marrying with today's modern country. You know? Yeah, and it's amazing what he does. Uh, 
there's a, you know there's a few traditional things on this Christmas album. There's but there's also but there's also some great new Christmas songs. Dave Cobb is so hot right now. He has access to a lot of young songwriters here in Nashville, and some of these young songwriters wrote some brand new. Great new Christmas songs, especially for the Oak Ridge Boys, you know, for this project. So it, it, once again, it's called Down Home Christmas, and it will be a special, special, special Christmas album by the Oak Ridge Boys. Well, hopefully we can get some of those tracks added to our Christmas playlist here in a couple months here at Cooper 95. Well, you know, we, 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 you know, <laughs> we, we have already been rehearsed. You know, we do, we do a Christmas tour every year. It's mm-hmm. the biggest part of our year. And, and uh, we are, we've already been rehearsing, you know, Christmas songs, especially some of these new songs. We, we've got to learn these new Christmas songs so we can incorporate them into our Christmas show and into our Christmas tour. So, so I don't know. I can't make any promises at this point, but we may throw in a few Christmas songs on October the 18th when we come to bowling. Ooh, that would be really nice. <laughs> well, let me ask you this before we go. i got a couple of light, lightning questions, as I call them. Really quick questions. See, see if it catches you off guard and see if you've got a good answer for it. You ready for it? I'm ready. Yeah. All right. First of all, what is one song that you guys have never sung that you you want to sing at some point? Ooh, that is a good question. Uh, I, I, you know, I think it'd be easier for me to t- uh, name an artist that we'd rather record with that we've never recorded before. And I can tell you who that is. I think it would be Willie Nelson. Okay. <laughs> I'm surprised yeah. by that. I'm surprised yeah, you haven't yeah. sung Willie. We, I am too. You know, we've never <laughs> ever recorded. We recorded with a lot of people. You know, uh, and the list goes on and on and on. You know, with Johnny Cash, our good friend Kenny Rogers. You know, uh, you know, so many great artists. Uh, here, re- just recently, we sang on a Christmas song with Dion Warwick. Oh, nice! Yeah. yeah, and we just, we just last week <laughs> shot a video with her, her and John Rich from Big and Rich. You know, <laughs> that's an interesting and, and, combination, honestly. Oh, it really, really turned out that, and we, and we did Jingle Bells, believe it or not, of all, wow. <laughs> of all the songs. <laughs> okay, so next question: Who's the best looking in the group? Oh man, I don't. Know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let, let me let me dip, as diplomatic as I can answer. I'll say William Lee Golden because he he's the most unusual looking character. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. You know, he he can go anywhere. Looking like he looks, and he's going to get recognized. You know, <laughs> interesting. And finally, who's the best singer in the group? Oh, I'd say Dwayne, our lead singer. You know, there's yeah. there's no doubt about it. But I think I think we all are. One of the appeals of the Oak Ridge Boys is the fact that we are all so different. Each guy brings something different to the table. You know, each guy has a different sounding voice different personality but it all blends together you know we're a true team you know we really yeah. are and so i think it takes a combination of all of us you know filling our individual roles you know to make you know that 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 success that that is the overage boys okay we've got richard sturbin talking with us uh, and thanks for talking with us for quite a while too here on the goober 95.1 hotline from the Oak Ridge Boys, are going to be in town October 18th at Sky Pack here in Bowling Green. Can't wait to see you there, Richard. And by the way, go check out his book, From Elvis to Elvira. I'm going to read this more when I get some time, Richard. This is a fascinating look at some music history that you've witnessed and been a part of. And uh, I, I would encourage anybody to take a read, read this book and, and, and see what your journey's been like. Thank you so much for being with us today. 
Well, it's been my pleasure talking with you and talking with your fine listeners out there. And once again, the Oak Ridge boys were excited about coming to Bowling Green. We're, 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 we, we plan to have a great time. So come on out, spend some time with the Oak Ridge boys. Thanks for listening to the Big Rick Podcast. Remember to subscribe on iHeartRadio, Apple, or Google Podcasts or anywhere podcasts are heard.